0: Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome into another edition of Final Whistle. As always, I'm your host, Blaine Spencer. Alongside me today is one of my former Seton Hall buddies, John Pierce. He was a broadcaster for PSN as well as for WSOU back at Seton Hall, as well as being a broadcaster at New York Tech. He now works as a news reporter at WNYTV. John, how are we doing today, my man? Great to see you.
1: I don't know, Blaine. I was doing pretty good, but you just said one of your former Seton Hall buddies. Are we not friends anymore? What's the deal here, man?
0: (laughs) I meant former in the way of Seton Hall. Come (laughs) on now. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to eat I got to say, though,
1: I'm excited because this is my first time talking sports on the air since March 12th, the last game I broadcasted at New York Tech. It's been all pandemic and then news since. So I'm so excited. This is, so
0: this is great. No, I'm, I miss you, man. It's great to have you on.
1: Yeah, this is my return to sports. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, excellent. All right. So for our little Friday edition, it's going to be a football frenzy today. We're going to be covering uh, some big-time NFL, some college football, as well as you know it's Friday. So I got to give it my lock it in, my three picks for college football and my three picks for the NFL. For this upcoming weekend. So let's just begin with what happened last night on Thursday night football. I won you some money if you didn't if you listened on Tuesday, Green Bay minus five. You had Aaron Rodgers absolutely dominant in the 34 to 17 win over the San Francisco 49ers, aka the San Francisco 39ers, because nobody knows who's on that bloody team anymore. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 25 of 31, 305, four touchdowns. The team was absolutely dominant on the offensive side of the ball. Devontae Adams is number one. Ended up finishing with 10 catches, 173 yards, and a score. It was just an absolute beatdown that took place last night here out in the Bay Area. As a as a Bay Area native, it was a little hard to watch. So I pretty much honestly turned it off at the halftime after they got <laughs> the three. But John, what did you see in this game last night?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, I don't think the results was overly surprising just because no Jimmy Garoppolo. uh, George Kittle, uh, he was out last night, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, they're both Um, pretty much out for six weeks. Exactly. So, at this point, the team that we saw in the Super Bowl last year, it's a different team by this point. I mean, you lose probably two – Through the more talented guys you have on offense, you're not beating this Green Bay team who looks really good and, frankly, has probably exceeded expectations. I mean, I know we always talk about Green Bay as being, you know, one of the favorites to win the NFC North every year, being the conversation to win the NFC. But, you know, the narratives kind of started this year. "Ah, Rodgers is getting older. He's kind of with a new coach and with LaFleur. You know, he was injured a couple years ago. What are we going to see from Rodgers this year? And he's, re- he's really silenced a lot of critics. His attitude was in question for a while. Right now, is Green Bay not the favorite to win the NFC?
0: Uh, that's, that's a little – I can't. I can't. There's a guy named Antonio Brown going to Tampa. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll <laughs> I, we'll see. I, mean, I mean, they're definitely – They're, of one, the, of the they're one of the two, three teams there, yeah. I would probably put them third at the moment behind Seattle and Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah. To me, those are the three teams. And I would put Green Bay and Seattle as one and two before I get to Tampa, just because I got to see what happens to Brady down the stretch because the last few years, he looked like his normal self in the first, you know, 10, 11 weeks of the season. But after Thanksgiving, you saw that decline from him. Uh, Could New England weather have anything to do with it? And now you have nice Tampa weather in december i'm sure that'll help Uh, but we'll see what he looks like so that's the only reason i would put tampa third out of that group but right now green bay is rolling and they look good and also i gotta say one other takeaway i've had so far this is kind of a bad look on mike mccarthy is it not
0: because without a doubt i mean if you can't get aaron Rodgers to be aaron Rodgers, this is that's just another day at the office for him at this point. Yeah, and
1: I gotta admit, I was probably on—I was probably on the Mike McCarthy side for a while, in the sense that, uh, you know, that relationship between him and Rogers wasn't always smooth. Uh, who's to blame there? Probably Rogers. But now that McCarthy's gone, he's in Dallas. Granted, I mean, he's had Dak injured, and now Andy Dalton. Um, you know, he's got the new chief. <laughs> that's right. I mean yeah again granted they've had those two main injuries but Dallas really didn't look good when Dak was healthy they were okay nothing special and so far Green Bay they haven't really missed a beat they look pretty darn good I
0: I just have to ask you this one question though should they made no deal at the deadline and I feel like that's gonna hurt them down the stretch because they even if they I understand if you don't go get yourself a wide receiver or whatnot but on defense they have they don't have a linebacker that can really tackle they can't like especially against Minnesota they just said I'm going to ground and pound you and take the will out of you and that's exactly what happened with when they played the San Francisco and they gave up the 300 yards in the NFC championship i just feel i can't guarantee if they when they play a team that's going to just say i'm more physical than you i'm going to run it down your throat and you have no answer so I feel like yeah. that's the issue with them is that it's not – I think their offense is fine. I feel like would have a wide receiver helped Absolutely, especially when you arguably have a top I, – I, I wouldn't even put it in question. You have a top five wide receiver in the game on, on your team. But still, I feel it was needed to make some type of move to try and get a linebacker or like a downhill safety that could just – meet you in the box that i'm gonna play physical smash mouth football with you and i'm not afraid to do that
1: yeah and who knows maybe they did and nothing materialized but i think green bay is relying on just winning shootouts essentially um but like you said once you especially once you get into the playoffs defense matters um So we'll see. I don't know how that's going to play out. Usually teams that do win the Super Bowl have a viable defense. You know, it's hard to win a Super Bowl just by winning shootouts. So who knows what would happen if they match up with a team like Seattle. I don't know. Because Seattle can win shootouts.
0: Yeah. That's for sure. The one thing that scares me about the Seattle Seahawks is that they have not played a perfect game yet this season.
1: That's a good point. And they're
0: still – they easily could be undefeated. And they have not played a perfect game yet. You can say the argument's still for the Pittsburgh Steelers, too. They haven't played a perfect game yet in the AFC. And they're game. and they're unbeaten. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, they they those defense. two teams have not peaked yet. And yet, they're still arguably the top two teams in football. So, besides Kansas City, of course. But – uh, I just want to transition to San Francisco. Do you, is their Super Bowl window over? Is it done? I think it's over. I just don't think that Jimmy G has it. Or do you have to make a significant change at the quarterback position? Or uh,
1: I'm, I'm not with you there yet. I, I think I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo probably more than you do. I'm not saying he's a top five, six quarterback in the NFL, but I think he's certainly a viable quarterback. I mean, you got to the Super Bowl with him last year. Granted, the the roster around him was loaded at virtually every position. But just as a talent, I like Garoppolo, um, his relationship with uh, the head coach who's escaping my name, Shanahan. Shanahan. Um, I I think, again, he's on the younger side. They keep working together. They'll figure things out. I I think maybe this immediate window is closed. Maybe they need to rebuild a year or two and start – over in a way, but I don't think this Shanahan Garoppolo tandem is going anywhere uh, for the next, I don't know, eight years or so. I, I think I think they'll figure things out, and I like their front office. No, they have a great front office. Yeah, so I, I think they'll figure. I've just out.
0: been hearing rumors, just from the people I know in the Bay Area, that a Matt Ryan move.
1: No, is no, 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 a possibility
0: no. just no. because of if, if the
1: relationship. If that's your, no, if that's – I mean, what, what's the upgrade with Matt Ryan? I mean, you're – first of all, the he's – The guy's
0: not going to turn the ball over. First Did of all,
1: make- he, he's much older. What's he doing with Atlanta? That's so special. I mean, seriously, if you look at Matt Ryan's career, he's the had one or two – uh, Yeah, okay. <laughs> but how long has he had – Julio Jones and a good running back core and it's okay, great. You had the one fifteen in one year and you made the super bowl, which they choked away, but outside of that one year, it's been good. Not great.
0: I I it's I mean it's all valid but I'm just telling you what I'm hearing that Matt Ryan is a significant possibility from what I'm hearing from around here.
1: If you're asking me right now I'm San Francisco and I have a choice of keeping Garoppolo or moving on to Matt Ryan I'm sticking with Garoppolo and it's a no-brainer. That's just me. All
0: right, all right. All <laughs> right, so
1: <laughs> disagreement makes the world go around, my friend.
0: I I know, I know. So, all right, so we're going to transition to a couple of significant college football games that are, that are happening this weekend that's making a significant impact on what could potentially happen in the college football playoff. First off, we're going to start with potentially the next game of the century that's going to be happening, which is we have the Notre Dame Fighting Irish at number four in the country hosting the number one Clemson Tigers. As, as everyone knows, Trevor Lawrence will not be playing due to COVID protocols and testing positive for the virus. But more than anything, this is probably Notre Dame's best chance to beat them if they because they will probably have to play them twice. So, John, what do you see here on the, this Notre Dame-Clemson matchup? Clemson's going up to the South Bend. It's, the weather's supposed to be okay. It's not going to be frigid cold like it usually is in November. So, what do you see out of the Clemson Tigers?
1: Listen, this one's really not rocket science no Trevor Lawrence means Clemson's not going to win. Really? I think Clemson's the better team, but take out, take out Trevor Lawrence. It's it, Notre Dame's at home. They're going to win. And I, don't, I, I think this is a college football playoff preview. I think these two teams very well could meet in the uh, four-team playoff. I don't think a loss either way um, – you know, closes the door to the playoff for either team. So I think it's a big game, obviously, because it's one versus four. But, you know, if Clemson loses without Trevor Lawrence, they get him back next week and probably win out the rest of the season. They're back in the college football playoff. If Notre Dame loses, you say, all right, well they lost the number one team in the country. If they win out, you know, they're probably back in the college football playoff, especially because they're in a conference this year. They have a better chance of getting in. Um, so I, I think Notre Dame wins uh, being at home and, I mean, without the most talented player in college football, it's an uphill battle for Clemson.
0: As a Notre Dame fan. That is I know you like to, to me- hear that. That's music to my ears, music. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try and stay level-headed. I'm not going to be biased here. <laughs> Um, more than anything, I feel like this is Notre Dame's only chance because they have to. I feel like this is their best chance to beat them. They're gonna have to probably match up again in the ACC championship, and if you can't, and with Trevor Lawrence, I think it's ten, it's easily ten times harder to beat Clemson because he makes Clemson go. So I feel like they, this is a must-win for the Irish in comparison to the to Clemson because you're gonna have Trevor Lawrence back. Clemson's schedule is a lot easier down the stretch. Notre Dame has still has to go to Boston College. That almost upset Clemson last week. And then you have to go to North Carolina against a Mac Brown squad that their offense can score a lot of points. So that game could score, turn into a shootout as well. So this is definitely motor, a bigger game for Notre Dame because if they have to beat Clemson in the ACC championship and the, if they lose to them again, they're done. So... Definitely a two-loss Irish team to Clemson is not going to get in, so they have to at least split these meetings to have a chance. Got to stay competitive. Ultimately, I think it's going to come down to the physicality that Notre Dame displays on the defensive side of the ball. They're arguably the best defense in the country. They're yielding under 10 points a game. So it's going to be a, a matchup of offense versus defense. And the freshman quarterback, I, I can't say his name, DJ Ugolele. I I, that's as close as I can get.
1: with Tug of Iloa.
0: Is he, yeah, exactly. Um, he looked really good last week in that second half. So I think he's going to make some plays. I think it's all going to come down to the run game of Clemson versus the rush defense of the Irish. Travis Etienne is the team. It's, it, they're going to be a heavy load of Etienne, so.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Notre Dame's uh, defense. I mean, that's going to keep Clemson at bay, and just with the fact that they they still have a pretty explosive offense, just in terms of you know running backs and wide receivers. But again, take Trevor Lawrence out of the equation. It's 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 hard to again. They almost lost to Boston College last week. This is now this is Notre Dame on the road. So. Well, just out of curiosity, what what's the fan situation at Notre Dame? Do they let fans in at a They're letting
0: match? in twenty percent.
1: So they're letting 20%. in students
0: it's twenty percent max, students, faculty, and family members of both teams.
1: Yeah, I, I think Notre Dame wins this one, especially for some of the reasons you laid out. If they have to play him again with a you know, a ticket to the college football playoff on the line, that's what well, that's they it's going to be a, a little bit, bit harder defender. for yeah. them. Yeah. Yes. It's, I think so this, is this, is this is their opportunity. opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they got to pull it out.
0: All right. The second big time matchup is the University of Florida versus University of Georgia rivalry game that's also going to be taking place on Saturday. Um, as we know, Georgia and Florida both have one loss, but they're the two front runners in the SEC East. The probably This is the game that decides who gets to play Alabama in the championship game, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. To Alabama's schedule's a wrap, basically, for them the rest of the year, especially the way that they're playing. They're playing <laughs> unstoppable football. I, John, I want to get your take here, because the whole Georgia quarterback situation is a huge question mark. And I talked about this with um, Ryan Patty on Tuesday. Just how, how – like, where are you going to go? Like, Stetson Bennett, he's – He's the walk-on. He hasn't looked good. He's been okay. I, I feel like you have to make the transition to JT Daniels, which may happen this week if, he's, if Bennett doesn't play well in the first half. the Daniels is the transfer out of USC. He's got a can of an arm. I've heard of him from since uh, his high school days down, at, down in Southern California. South. I just want to get your take on the Georgia quarterback situation, what you see from what's going to happen in this game. It's a neutral site in Jacksonville, by the way.
1: Well, um, I mean, I, I'm not going to front here. I don't know much about either quarterback at Georgia. Um, I think this is an interesting game, though, because for a couple of reasons. Number one, first of all, like you said, winner essentially plays Alabama in the SEC championship game. So both these teams know this is a de facto championship game here. Um, As far as Florida goes, they've been largely quiet in the SEC post Tim Tebow. They haven't made a whole lot of noise. This, again, so like championship hopes aside, in a way this is a statement game for Florida to say we're back, you know. We're back. We are relevant in this conference. Georgia has been very good in the SEC in recent years. Um, Now they're getting over the kind of the Jake from hangover, or I don't know, hangover is probably not the right word, but the transition from uh, Jake from. So is this Florida maybe winning a game against a, a big team in their own conference to say, we're back, we can compete with the big dogs pun intended in this conference.
0: Uh, I couldn't agree more. This is Florida's statement game, just like how pretty much this was la- the last Notre Dame has their statement game this week. These are two yeah. statement wins for two Top programs. that are
1: primetime TV. This is their chance to show the country we're back and we belong.
0: Absolutely. And I'm going to give you a name here. Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida, is arguably, a, arguably the best tight end of football in college football. He's going to be a first-round pick. Watch for him. He is a red zone nightmare. And Georgia was shown against Alabama that they are prone against the pass. So, Kyle Trask, uh, remember, he was the quarterback that came in last year after Felipe Franks got hurt for Florida and gave them, put them on a little springboard here. And I think this is a huge statement game after especially losing to Texas a a couple of weeks ago. They've had the layoff. Then they came back last week due to COVID. So I think this is a this will be a statement game, to, to especially see where Florida's at after the whole COVID situation. You had a little bit of an easy game to get back in playing Missouri, so it's kind of you're gonna you're gonna amp up the intensity now by like ten notches in a rivalry game. So it'll be interesting to see where Florida's in, uh, physicality and their uh, athleticism is at, especially after the whole COVID layoff for a couple of weeks. So.
1: And it's one of those things that has never – obviously the COVID thing hasn't happened before, but it, how it relates to sports is these kind of unexpected bye weeks and days off in the middle of the week where all of a sudden you can't practice anymore. How does that affect a team? We'll exactly. See. I don't know. I don't yeah, have I that don't,
0: I don't know. So it will be very interesting to think about. All right, yeah. so let's transition now to our – my favorite segment of every Friday. It's called Lock It In – So it's my three locks for college football and my three locks for the NFL. I apologize. I lost you guys money last weekend. I went two and four. It puts me at 500 on the year. So, So I went two and four, one and two in college, one and two in the NFL. So that means I need to step my game up. So I did a lot more research this week to make sure that I can help you guys win some money. All right. I know John's got some picks, too. So, John, how are we going to do this? I'll give my pick, and then you'll give your pick, and we'll go back and forth, all right?
1: Beautiful. Sounds good.
0: All right. So, I've got a little bit of a shocker to start. I know John knows that college football is my niche. So, uh, I have number 25, Liberty. They're getting 15 against Virginia Tech this weekend. I'm going to take that, plus 15, an over-two touchdown underdog for a team that's undefeated, 6-0. I know they're – Quality of competition has been a little bit low, but they've got a great coach that people don't even realize is there. they got Hugh Freeze, the old Old Miss head coach, that is now the coach of the Liberty Flames after the whole little scandal situation that took place at Old Miss. So it's going to be very interesting to see how to do that. And they have a quarterback that can run and pass, Malik Willis. He's a, he's a, he's a name to watch out for, especially if Liberty can somehow run the table and maybe sneak into that potential non-Power 5 school and make one of those big uh, uh, bowl games, per se. And Virginia Tech is giving up 30 points a game on the defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, Virginia Tech's defense is not as vaunted as it usually is when they used to be under Frank Beamer. So I think this could be a game where within two touchdowns, a top 25 team that's undefeated could easily maintain that so I'm going to take Liberty plus 15 here. It's at Virginia Tech, but I think they Liberty can at least be within two scores. I don't think they'll win the game, but I think they have a great chance of at least covering the spread.
1: All right, my pick number one: uh, 13th-ranked Indiana against Michigan. Michigan's favorite three and a half. I'll take Michigan, and here's why. First of all, Michigan they don't want to fall under 500, and the fact that they're road favorites tells you what Vegas thinks of Michigan they're the better football team on the field and I mean Jim Harbaugh he kind of his reputation has kind of been in the mix uh, just in you know where where is he taking this Michigan football program is this the year where they bottom out in a way fall out of the top 25 and really just don't put up a fight in the Big Ten I don't think it's that year Um, but at some point you know, Michigan has to get back in the conversation. They're a borderline top 25 team right now. They need to come out with a win. Indiana, uh, I mean, they're coming off a game where they beat Rutgers, who, I mean, what's Rutgers? <laughs> Obviously, uh, they, they're coming off that win. Granted, they had a big win against Penn State. Um, they upset Penn State. But overall, I don't know how sold I am on Indiana being anything special. I think this is a game Michigan needs. I'll pick them to win by four, at least four.
0: I know you wanted to touch upon Rutgers. What do you? They play Ohio State today.
1: Yeah. So real quick, I mean, listen, the the outcome of this game is not in question. Ohio (laughs) State's gonna win, but Ohio State, over the past five, six years, whatever it's been, has wiped the floor with Rutgers. I mean, fifty point, sixty point wins, games over halfway through the first quarter. this weekend, Ohio State is favorites by, I believe, 38 points against yeah, Rutgers.
0: Around, around there, 37. Right. And a half, just Rutgers is trying a to make this
1: comeback. They, they beat Michigan State week one, uh, lost to Indiana by two scores last weekend. Um, again, is Rutgers making any noise in the Big Ten this year? No. But it's year one of getting Greg Ciano back. It's an interesting team to follow, especially. You know, me being from New Jersey, I know we're Seton Hall guys, but they're the football team to kind of keep an eye on in the area. So I'm just curious, what what do they do against a real opponent like Ohio State? Do they lose by 50 again, or do they keep it to a reasonable 25 points? I don't know. It's not a game I'm yeah, betting on. I, but...
0: I'm not touching that. Because no. <laughs> you just don't know, with how, especially with how good Ohio State is on offense, but – I agree, right. especially. I mean, if that lateral, some That's that lateral game. play ends up counting, it's a whole new game. I'm just
1: to First a, of all, I don't care that it didn't count. That's one of the craziest plays I've ever exactly. seen. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I like that Michigan pick. I think it's gonna be interesting. I think that game is gonna be very tight. Especially, I think Indiana has tried to showcase that they're pretty much the last hoop i think that ohio state's gonna have if you even call that a hoop because i feel like the big 10 is just so down and it's ohio state or bust at this point
1: mm-hmm.
0: but all right so for my next pick transition to the uh the team that beat florida already this year i'm taking texas a&m minus 10 over I south carolina
1: i was thinking yeah, about no, it. I, I like the pick
0: yeah i love i love i love this pick honestly you have a south carolina team that's Still is in a little bit of a rebuild at the moment. They've lost a couple of their key components on the outside as well as a quarterback or putting in a new quarterback. Um, Kellen Mond, a four, three or four year starter now. He's, I think Texas A&M under Jimbo Fisher has finally turned a corner here, especially with finally beating a top 10 opponent when they beat Florida a couple of weeks back. So I think this is a critical component for them. I think, if they want to be any chance of having outside opportunity to sneak into the playoff, they got to win out and win pretty dominantly. They got to show off the eye test here. So I think uh, Texas a I think they can easily win by minus 10. So I'm going to take them over the Gamecocks.
1: I like the pick for my second pick. Texas, host in the 22nd ranked uh, Texas hosting West Virginia. Texas is favored six and a half. I'll take West Virginia with the points. And here's why that's a big rivalry game. And those games are always close. I don't care if they're in Morgantown or in uh, Austin, those games come down to the wire. And for the most part, Texas has been underwhelming this year. This was a team that was thinking about going to the college football playoff, or at least being in the conversation of those top four teams. And they have been very underwhelming. Now the four and two record, which is an identical record as West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. So, I think this is a really close game. I think Texas wins. I don't think they win by a touchdown, though.
0: Is it in Austin or in Morgantown?
1: It's in Austin.
0: Okay. If, if it was in Morgantown, I would definitely take that spread, especially yeah. after I, what? I think, especially think, after I, West Virginia did the Kansas State last week. Yeah. And Kansas State was playing for their outside shot of sneaking into the playoff. Um, they absolutely were dominant. Texas – big. Texas saved – Tom Herman saved his job last week. If he, if he loses to Oklahoma State, he's probably gone. Because he probably ends up losing at least one or two more times at the end of the year and the team would have fallen apart. But not a bad pick. I'm, I like it. West Virginia is a very competitive team. Those games are always you relatively me, close. If
1: you told me today that West Virginia won by a field goal, would you be shocked? No. I wouldn't be overly shocked.
0: No. I wouldn't be shocked because – I just don't know what I'm going to get out from Texas week to week. So, There's, there's too inconsistent for me to be so reliant on that. So, you know what I mean?
1: And just the fact that they're getting a touchdown or close to a touchdown, I'll, I'll take West Virginia with that. All
0: right. So for my last pick, here we go. I've got Northwestern minus three and a half over Nebraska. You got a Northwestern team. 2-0 to start the year. You've got a Nebraska team that had to take the week off last week after the whole Wisconsin uh COVID situation. So that game was canceled. And then Nebraska tried to schedule a non-conference game, but Big Ten said, Yeah, not a chance. You're the reason that we're back here playing. We would, if it was our real opportunity, we wouldn't even be playing. Uh, I think the Big Ten honestly has it out for Nebraska. I'm not gonna comment on that, but it's just what I think. Uh but North, northwestern relatively surprising to start the year they've got a they've got a solid quarterback in Peyton Ramsey the transfer out of Indiana who was very solid for the past two years for the hoosers but they they beat a maryland team very soundly They also just beat minnesota last week uh in overtime they beat them by uh oh, 35 plus and then they snuck out a game versus a very solid iowa team beating them by Sneaking out a win there in Iowa, twenty-one twenty. I just want to. So I think Northwest Northwestern's not going to be a huge powerhouse in the Big Ten, but I just don't. I can't. I don't trust what Nebraska's doing at the moment. They had the week off. I just don't know what they're doing at quarterback. They've been playing a two quarterback system to start. I don't think that'll work. Northwestern has always been known for their defense, so I think it's going to be a low scoring matchup. I'll take the three and a half right now at the Northwestern.
1: My last college football pick, and frankly, I don't know. I almost feel like this one's too good to be true. We'll see. But right now, Clemson-Notre Dame. Clemson is favored by five points. I just did a quick – I saw it this morning. I said, that can't be right. I don't know. I saw it again uh, just five minutes ago. I did a quick Google search just to make sure that was right. Clemson's favored by five on the road with Trevor Lauder. It opened Trevor up Lauder. at eight.
0: It opened up at eight.
1: It opened up at eight.
0: It went, it's, yeah, yeah, it's already so gone down three points This They're betting feels heavy like on an Notre easy Dame. pick for
1: Notre Dame Yeah I mean Notre Dame's plus five at home Feels like an easy pick I don't know Maybe <laughs> Vegas knows something This feels like one of those games where Vegas knows Something that I don't but <laughs> On paper This feels like It feels like a gimme and that's usually when you're wrong So but I'm, I'll stick with uh, Notre Dame plus five
0: I love it. I'm very hopeful now. After you've, <laughs> after you've already you've already picked them to win, and now you're taking them on the point. So at least at least I mean, it's going to be a close yeah, game. Yeah, hey, points. give me Notre Dame and the, with a chance in the fourth quarter, I would sign up for that right now. Even if they're down yeah, by like, so, if they're down by a touchdown, I'll take that going into the fourth.
1: Yeah, I mean Clemson could win this game by a field goal, which would be impressive because they don't have Trevor Lawrence yet. You win the bet still, so
0: yeah. I agree there.
1: That's that's a big line to cover without Trevor Lawrence. It really is. So give me Notre Dame plus five at home. All right.
0: So we have our picks. We put them in. I've got Liberty plus 15, Texas a 10, and Northwestern minus three and a half. John, just run through your three again. What do you got?
1: I had – oh, jeez. Uh, let me look back. I, Notre
0: Dame plus five.
1: I have Notre Dame plus five. I have West Virginia plus six and a half, and Michigan minus three and a half.
0: All right, so look lock out, people. In. Lock lock it in. Love it. Lock it in. So, all right, <laughs> now we're going to transition to our NFL picks. So, for me to start, I got Buffalo plus three versus Seattle. I know that people are going to – it's going to be interesting. <laughs> what, you, what, do you have Buffalo too? I, I have Buffalo plus three.
1: My first pick is Buffalo plus three. Virtual five right there.
0: Virtual five. I love – right. I don't like the pick. I love the pick. Buffalo at home has been very dominant, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Josh Allen has made that extra step that I think people need to see from year two to year three, and I think the acquisition of Stephon Diggs has made this offense a lot more lethal than people think. Seattle's defense, as many people know, has been abysmal. Could be any word of nice. But uh, But uh, I, think, I think plus three at home is almost a no-brainer. I know Russell Wilson's a beast, and I know he'll, he'll somehow have a great game, and DK Metcalf is, what people are saying, the second coming of Megatron. So, but I mean <laughs>
1: – Which seems accurate, honestly. Yeah,
0: it seems accurate. Physical specimen. Yes. But uh, I love Buffalo plus three at home. I think this is a big game for the Bills, especially if they want to showcase that they're a legitimate potential contender. This year, I think they're still a year or two away. A year away, if I'm being completely honest. But I think this is a statement game for the Bills to show that they're ready to play now. So I like Buffalo plus three at home.
1: Yeah, I mean Buffalo, Buffalo. I mean, there's been I mean how many jokes about Buffalo and the Bills for the past how many years? Twenty running jokes around, among NFL fans. They've kind of been the laugh, one of the laughing stocks of the league for a long time, but. Josh Allen looks good. McDermott can coach. Their defense is terrific. Was last year. It's good again this year. Uh, they just beat New England. This stat is almost impossible to believe. They just beat New England last week at home for the first time in nine years. That's unbelievable. Look That's it up. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Granted, New England is you know a far cry uh, this year than from what they were in previous years, but mentally and morally for Buffalo that that goes a long way on top of that Seattle West Coast team they have to come play East um time to start yep. always always a factor um I love Russelton. he's my pick to win MVP this year I've been a huge Russell Wilson fan they might even sneak out a win this might be one of those games where Buffalo is up by five or six late and Russell Wilson leads the team you know down you know one minute 80 yards something ridiculous and they score a touchdown but Buffalo's got three points at home. Give me Buffalo plus three.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. All right. So, secondly, this game actually has – the spread has gone to even in this game. So, it was – the L.A. Chargers were favored, but it's already dropped to even this morning. But I love – I love Las Vegas. I know Justin Herbert is an absolute stud. He's – Blown everyone out of the water what they thought they were going to get. And yeah. I think the Chargers now have their quarterback for the next yeah. decade, without a doubt. The kid can make all the throws, but I think defensively, they're a huge liability, especially last week after blowing a huge lead against Denver. Yeah, I think that's going to be very deflating. And especially, Denver's
1: offense is nothing to write home about.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then you have a Las Vegas team that's got a really good chance of sneaking out with a wild card spot, and they're the team. They've beaten, they beat Cleveland last week, especially in windy conditions. They were able to manage that game, especially Vegas last week to beat Cleveland, so I'm going to stick with my horses here. They're my one pick that I got right. So ride, ride Vegas. I'm riding Vegas again, Las Vegas, to win
1: outright. Well, it is even, so it's a pick them. so I'm going to take Vegas there. Like the pick, Um, my second pick is uh, Baltimore against the Colts. Baltimore, why are you laughing?
0: That's my third pick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm taking Baltimore minus a point and a half. Uh, Baltimore is not the same team we saw last year. Their offense just hasn't been quite as explosive As it was a year ago, I think teams are starting to figure out Lamar Jackson in a way. I think he's still a really good quarterback, and he will be for a long time in this league. Um, But I think the Ravens just need a bounce-back win after losing to Pittsburgh by four points last week. And losing to Pittsburgh by four points right now is not a bad thing. This is still a really good Baltimore Ravens team, and they only need to cover a point and a half against uh, the Colts, who have surprised me this year. They've been better than I thought. But I, I think that that's a win for Baltimore.
0: And I, I concur. That was my third pick for today. So I just don't – Philip Rivers has been way too inconsistent for me to be to be honed in on – to buy in on the Colts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially and I have Lamar Jackson on my fantasy team. He blew it for me last week. That's why I lost. <laughs> but <laughs> – With the four turnovers. But they – they put up 280 yards on the ground on Pittsburgh, and everyone thought that was impossible. And they put up a they put up 160 on them in the or, well, not even. I think it was more than that, 180 in the first half. So, and Baltimore had that game won if they just don't turn the ball over in the red zone. You just pick two field goals and you win on those two fumbles by Lamar. But uh, so I I like Baltimore as well. I think they need to set do a put in a reset. I think Greg Roman needs to understand that Lamar Jackson is more than just a quarterback. He's the, probably the best athlete in the league. Like let him I just be agree. him. Like yeah. let, him, let, let him, let him be like the guy that he was last year. If he doesn't, after one or two reads, if he doesn't see it, let him just go make a, a Michael Vick esque play. Like, just let the man go. Let take this.
1: Like the they, thing they, that's they going put, on in they Seattle. Put,
0: they put chains on him. Exactly. They've literally put chains on him and said you have to be a pocket passer, and I'm like, yeah, it's Why? like
1: Russell Wilson. Sometimes just let Russ cook, let Russ play. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. Just, just take the training wheels off. Let him yeah. go. let the
0: let let it become a backyard football game, and let the man put some guys on their butts. all yes. right? <laughs> let him put a
1: it's put someone. a spin
0: move out and put a put a juke on. Let somebody eat eat it and just start playing some football. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, still, no, I totally agree. Like the pick. For my last pick, this one is a total no-brainer. Picking against this team has been a total no-brainer all season. Monday night football, Jets and Patriots. Patriots are minus seven. It's a total it's a total no-brainer. The Jets are 0-8, and they're one and seven against the spread this year. There's nothing even to discuss. This team, Blaine, you know this. I'm a Jets fan. The Jets are so embarrassingly bad. The gap between the Jets. And, like, the other two and three worst teams in the league is the Grand Canyon. They are so far away from the rest of the league that the Patriots, two and five, they're not good this year. They're favorite by a touchdown. Favorite by a touchdown. And I believe it's a home game for the Jets. I'm pretty sure it's a home game for the Jets. I mean, it's totally ridiculous. And I don't even need to think twice about this one. I would pick New England to cover a fourteen-point spread against the Jets. Oh no! I mean,
0: right, I've got a question for you. How I know the Giants and the Jets are the two worst teams in football yeah.
1: right now. How big? Best
0: how how best big, best, Yeah. How big? How big would the how much would the Giants beat the
1: Jets by? I right now I would say ten points. And the that Giants big, are. Bad.
0: You, think you think it's that big of a gap?
1: Oh, the Jets. I they're. It's not – they haven't even been competitive. They've been competitive in one game this year. That was that Thursday night game against Denver when they had their second –
0: Fourth-string quarterback in. Yeah, I mean, they had
1: no quarterback in there. That was the only game the Jets were competitive in. And because of a late kind of garbage time touchdown by Denver, they still won by double digits. I mean, again, there's nothing to think about. Patriots are winning by more than a touchdown. Oh, and one more thing just to add to it. The Jets notoriously are terrible on Monday night football. New England's always prepared. Give me Bill Belichick. Bill, right now the Patriots are angry. Bill Belichick is angry. They need a slump buster. That's the Jets for them. They're going to use the Jets as an absolute punching bag on primetime football to try and steer the conversation back to, oh, maybe New England can, you know, make a run of things this year and string a few wins together, you know, drive. Because right now the narrative around New England is, oh, well, Clearly, they're missing Brady right now. They need a win to change that narrative. They're going to beat the hell out of the Jets. I'm just no sorry. brainer.
0: I'm yeah. I'm just sorry for Monday Night Football. They have, that they have to be in the East Rutherford, New Jersey for I two cannot, straight weeks. What
1: executive put this game on Monday Night Football?
0: Well, they put the Giants against the Bucks last week. At Seriously. least that at least that game turned into a game because the Bucks blew them out. This week would be so critical to be a good game. Like, otherwise, like, yeah. the Monday Night Football people would probably be, the people that the executives or the whoever says the scheduling would be fired.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, but, like, I mean, I, I agree with you there. I mean, the Jets yeah. are just Again, the Jets
1: are 1-7 against the spread this year. And the one game where they covered the spread was last week against Kansas City. Kansas City was favored by, like, 20 or 8-19 or something.
0: I thought, I thought the, Jets, the Chiefs covered that.
1: Did the Chiefs cover? Then it was two weeks ago. Whoever the Jets played two weeks ago. I don't remember who. I don't know, but... They've it, been <laughs> it was last couple of weeks. The Jets covered the spread when they lost by, like, 14 or something. I, I don't remember. Uh, maybe it was Buffalo. I think it was that Buffalo. Oh, it
0: was Buffalo. Game. You're right. It was yeah. Buffalo.
1: Uh, but, but still. That's really, it wasn't even a competitive game. So, pick the Patriots. You're welcome.
0: All right, John. Well... That wraps up another edition of final whistle. John, I want to thank you for coming on today and taking your, uh, one of your days off to hop on and talk some sports
1: with me. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Great to talk some sports again. And I'm going to
0: crack myself now. He is my Seton hall buddy. He's not my (laughs) former. I got that wrong on, on the air. I was just saying former Seton hall and then buddy came out, but it It just Blaine, words matter. I know. I've, I just hurt John's feelings. He's not going to talk to me for another two weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, happy, happy Friday, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. And everyone, uh, enjoy your football weekend. Good day.